You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined as always by Chris Flum. And today we are going to go over the potential breakout players within this new regime of Brian Dable, Joe Shane, Mike Kafka, Don Wink Martindale, which one of the players on the Giants roster will break out and have their first big career type of year? Last year, we saw Xavier McKinney kind of scratch the surface of that a little bit, Chris, but let's start to go over some other players. We're going to exclude McKinney from this because to me, I think he already broke out, despite the fact that I think he could even break out further. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I... I don't know if uh, McKinney is a breakout candidate, but I think he does have a great opportunity to build on a really strong sophomore year. I think this defense is going to have a ton of opportunities for him to make big plays or hopefully, and I've talked about this before, almost be a ghost out there. Yeah, I think the best kind of safety play aren't big plays because that means the de- the offense is testing your defense. I hope that McKinney is out there ripping pages out of the offensive playbook and they don't even think to try him deep to give him opportunities for interceptions yeah maybe the occasional big hit forcing a fumble and run support that would be great but I almost hope McKinney doesn't have a Landon Collins type season because I don't want to see opposing offenses feel comfortable enough to try and test the Giants' defense like that. So when I'm looking for yeah, breakout candidates, I am still looking in the defensive secondary. And in particular, I'm looking at Aaron Robinson at cornerback and Julian Love at the other safety position, wherever he happens to line up. If both those players could break out, that would be excellent. And in terms of Xavier McKinney, man, he's going to be used in so many different ways and so will julian love julian love is designated as a strong safety mckinney as the free safety but it's going to be a little bit interchangeable mckinney is going to be blitzing something he didn't do too often throughout his entire giants career and nfl career but something he did at alabama he's going to play the post he's going to play the deep half whenever they do want to align in too high type of shells he's going to play man coverage i think mckinney's I think his potential is sky high because of the roles that Wink Martindale is going to entrust into him. And in terms of Aaron Robinson and Julia Love, I mean, Aaron Robinson has the opportunity of a lifetime right now, but it is a lot of pressure on Aaron Robinson. I'm hoping he can rise to the occasion. I'm confident in his skill set as a player, his length, his man coverage ability, his fluidity, his athletic ability, all of those things. I'm confident in that. But You know, you have to trust your eyes, you have to trust your hands, and of course, you have to trust your feet, specifically when you have no help 
over the top. And I do love the Julian Love call. You know, no pun intended right there. I've been a big fan of Love since he came out of Notre Dame. I felt like that was an excellent pick by the prior regime. And he's somebody who's worn a ton of hats. And I think he is somebody who can have a really good season. And the Giants are really relying on a player like Julian Love. I also hope to see some Dane Belton, dude. I wonder if we can get like a little rookie breakout, you know, a little moderate breakout from a player like Dane Belton. Well, if we're talking about rookie breakouts, Dane Belton, I think, is a solid choice. I think he's got some competition there from Micah McFadden and potentially Wandale Robinson. Just because, yeah, Wandale Robinson, something happens to Kadarius Tony, depending. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. I think the Giants were very deliberate in picking Wandale Robinson. I don't think he was just the guy at the top of their board when their second round pick came around. I think they had a very specific role in mind. And it is very interesting to me that he and Kadarius Tony basically have the same skill set. So that is a skill set the Giants obviously want on the field. And staying on the field has been an issue for Kadarius Tony, even going back to his time in Florida. He has had a bunch of shoulder injuries, he's had some pretty persistent lower body injuries. That could open the door for Wandale Robinson to basically be a full-time player out there. And you start giving guys with a skill set you want a bunch of opportunities, good things can happen. I think that also bears true for Mike McFadden and Dane Belton. Both of those guys are experienced pass rushers, experienced blitzers. And we know this defense is going to be blitzing a ton, especially if the coverage in the secondary can hold up. Yeah, Mike McFadden, he was blitzing almost every or every other passing snap in college. Dane Belton was blitzing quite a bit as well. So I think the opportunity will be there for those guys to make the kind of highlight real plays, the impact plays that really define a breakout season. In terms of Belton, man, he was setting the edge. He was playing in the box. He was playing the apex, overhang defender, playing safety. He, he just did a lot in Iowa's defense, and I think you're on to something specifically because Wink Martindale's going to use three, maybe even sometimes four safety personnel packages. He likes to get really creative with his defensive personnel and keep the offense guessing. And McFadden, who's ahead of Micah McFadden right now? If you want to blitz your linebackers, I think Tay Crowder can be an okay blitzing linebacker. I don't think he's a starting level linebacker. So McFadden could potentially steal some snaps away from Tay Crowder. And then you have Blake Martinez coming off of a torn ACL. Now, Blake Martinez is the most experienced and the best linebacker on this team by far right now. But if you look back last season at the way Wink Martindale used his defensive personnel, there was only one player that played over a thousand snaps. And that was Chuck Clark who only played in 16 games. So just one safety. And if you look at this, I think that player would be Xavier McKinney for the giants. I think you're going to see some rotating at linebacker, which could possibly lead to Micah McFadden getting some looks on passing downs, maybe even Darian Beavers in certain situations. I think that's going to be a, a fun way to look at this. Now, in terms of Micah McFadden, I don't know if he's going to be a breakout player, but I think we can see, you know, the seeds to which we're going to be like, that guy should start next season. But if we're looking at a lot of these rookies, man, you brought up Wandell, Wandell Robinson, dude, he was deliberately picked. That definitely wasn't like, oh, he's at the top of our board. The Giants traded down a couple times. Andrew Booth went the pick before people speculated that maybe the Giants were interested in Andrew Booth. I, I'm not 100% certain because it didn't seem like Joe Shane was eager to select players who had injury history and Andrew Booth had a huge injury history at Clemson. And they went and they 
quote-unquote overdrafted Wanda Robinson, you best believe that dude is going to be used, especially if Sterling Shepard, Canarius, Tony, and Kenny Galladay suffer these injuries that they have suffered in their past. Yeah, I think that is something to consider with when we're kind of forecasting potential break, players with the pe- potential to have breakout seasons, I should say. And that is the starters in front of them who have had injury concerns. Yeah, you talk about Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard. Those none of those guys have had healthy careers thus far. I think pointing out Wandale Robinson and maybe one of the other receivers who we talked about in our camp battles episode on the, on the offensive side of the ball are smart to pay attention to as potential breakouts. Maybe we could see CJ board or Colin Johnson step up and have maybe not a you know, fantasy football shakeup breakout season, but step up and establish themselves as legitimate contributors, guys you want on your roster. I'm just looking for plus starters, right? Like that's what I'm trying to go for. And the one name that really kind of sticks out on the offensive side of the football, and he has to remain healthy, and we brought him up a little bit here, is Kadarius Tony. Because if Kadarius Tony remains healthy, which has been an issue for him, I think he has a Pro Bowl type of skill set. I think that type of potential is there for Kadarius Tony if he's fully dialed in and he remains healthy. We saw glimpses of it last year against the Saints. We saw it against Dallas before he threw a punch at one of their defensive backs. <laughs> Kadarius Tony is is unique. And I've said this before on the podcast, he might have the best change of direction of any playmaker in the NFL. Like he is in that conversation. I am not one hyperbolic or anything, but dude, that guy, you get the football in his hands, he can make freaking plays. So if he remains healthy, dude, if you're going to ask me who is someone who has a real potential to break out, who hasn't fully broken out yet, Kadarius Tony is the first name that comes to my mind. Yeah, I, I didn't list him as a breakout player just because of that Dallas game. Now, that was the only game last season he had that was anything like that. That might be the be- that might wind up being the best game of his career. We we don't know. You know, I I remember back when Odell was a rookie we thought the catch is that going to be the highlight of his career? No, hopefully not. Hopefully he will have a long and incredibly productive career. And that will just be one of many great games. Uh, He did rewrite the record books that year, but we haven't seen any moments that topped the catch yet. I don't know if we will get a better game out of Kadarius Tony than he had against Dallas, but hopefully he will at least become more consistent. It It's kind of frustrating that he didn't top, other than the New Orleans, game, New Orleans game, he didn't top 40 yards in any other game to come out. And I think that is kind of the concern with him where he could be kind of a feast or famine type player. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't disproven that yet, so we'll have to see it materialize on the football field. And there's one player, Chris, here, on the offensive side of the football that I wanted to bring up. And it's an offensive lineman. So you don't typically see offensive linemen, quote unquote, break out. But I would consider this a breakout if this player just becomes a serviceable starter that's not a liability in pass protection. And that is Shane Lemieux. 
Do you what do you think of Shane Lemieux? I know it's hard to kind of formulate an opinion because we saw solid run blocking in 2020. He was pretty big liability as a pass blocker, and then he was hurt basically the entire season last year. And now it looks like he has the inside track at the left guard spot. Although I would say it's probably going to be a solid camp battle. You know, we just went over those camp battles a couple uh, days ago. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I'm not sure Lemieux is a quote-unquote breakout candidate. Just because it's so hard for an an offensive lineman and an interior offensive lineman in particular to quote-unquote breakout. Like, you've got... Guys like uh, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, everybody knows how great he is. Zach Martin, he fantastic player. Uh, but they were kind of known to be great when they came into the NFL. So they never really broke out. It's really tough for an offensive lineman to break out. He's going to have to have a bunch of really highlight real blocks, a ton of pancakes, just be a snowplow out there for the running game maybe get matched up on some of the really good defensive linemen and just completely stonewall them, that sort of thing. I'm not sure Shane Lemieux has that in him. I hope he can come back, be healthy, play all 16 games and be serviceable. That I think would be a great accomplishment for him, both because of what we saw from him in pass protection in his rookie year. He kind of struggled with it in in college as well. He's just not a particularly mobile guy. But also just based on coming back from an injury, you know, I always want to see guys come back and be healthy. Absolutely. And it's hard, like you said, for an offensive lineman to break out. But I just I think it would be a breakout if he's just a little bit more above average as a starting left guard. I think that's a breakout because, man, in 2020, he played what, about 300 pass blocking snaps, 299. And he had, he surrendered five sacks, 14 hurries and 25 pressures. And I watched those games, man. How many times did he just get beat right off the snap? And Daniel Jones had to like, instead of going into his five step drop or whatever, he had to drop back like nine steps and just try to find his check down before getting obliterated. Like we, we can't have things like that happen. We need, we need a little bit more efficiency as a pass blocker. So that would be the quote unquote breakout for me. Just don't be a complete liability at left guard. <laughs> That's where I'm going. But the name on defense, man, if we're not going to talk about those secondary pieces that we already touched on, Dexter Lawrence, right? Like that's the name a lot of people are waiting for Dexter Lawrence to break out. A six foot four, 340 pound, 24 year old who, if he had a couple more sacks last year, maybe we would have considered him a breakout. 
because he did have 43 freaking pressures. And I feel like a lot of people don't like Dexter Lawrence or they're like, he was a first round pick. Why isn't he Jeffrey Simmons or why isn't he Chris Jones or why isn't he Aaron Donald? That's a little bit unfair, but I understand. Yeah. He might've been overdrafted a little bit, but 43 pressures isn't nothing to sneeze at as a 23 year old freaking player. I still think that's pretty impressive. Now, if he could just get a couple more sacks, we're talking about our true breakout right here. Yeah. And I don't think he's really that far away from being able to transition that potential, that upside, all those near misses into production. Dexter Lawrence is big. He's powerful. He's explosive. I don't think Wink Martindale is going to quote unquote waste him at the nose tackle position. I th- that's why they got jelly there. He Lawrence is going to get a bunch of opportunities rushing through the B gap, get those one-on-one matchups, maybe get used as a looper on some stunts and things like that. Cause he's got the athleticism and mobility. Yeah. He's maybe not quite as freakish as the, uh, the Georgia lineman that came out this year, but we hadn't seen many defensive linemen like Dexter Lawrence before he came out. And that is a very rare skill set. It isn't fair to compare him to Chris Jones or Aaron Donald. It's not fair to compare anyone to Aaron Donald. He is not human. I stand by that. But Lawrence has the potential. Really, he just needs to get to be get to be a bit better with his technique. Get so he uses his hands more consistently, uses his leverage a bit better, and again, a bit more consistently. And then he can really unlock that power and explosiveness. And that's bad news for any offensive lineman he goes up against. Yeah, I like how you put it. Don't waste him at nose tackle. I see a lot of people on Twitter be like, oh, why doesn't Dexter Lawrence play nose? He has a size. It's like, yeah, but not a lot of people with his size have his athletic ability. So it's better to align him at defensive end and just totally just make tackles and guards who have to double team him or guards who have to try to kick out against outside zone to get him or tackles who have to do that. You know, It's difficult to block somebody like Dexter Lawrence in those types of situations. And that's why he isn't quote unquote wasted at nose. But there are times and scenarios where you can align Line him at nose but Chris now I want to kind of go over some of the lesser quote-unquote breakouts and one player that I hope can break out and this is somebody who like I said on the previous podcast I'm not even 100% certain he'll make the roster I'm about you know 85% certain but there are you know within the realm of possibility that something could happen to him and he wasn't drafted by this regime etc and that's Ellerson Smith damn if there's one player that I want to break out it's Ellerson Smith because could you imagine having a rotation, a young rotation of Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Quincy Roche, Ellerson Smith, and Jihad Ward at edge? How freaking sexy would that be? Uh, that, that, I think, would throw back. You know, the, the Giants have their throwback uniforms out. Everybody's excited about that. Having an edge rotation like that would really throw back to the Steve Spagnuolo heyday of this defense when, you know, 2007, 2008, you had Strahan, O.C., Kiwanuka, Justin Tuck, then JPP comes in, and this defense was able to send wave after wave of pass rushers. You could empty all the chambers and have four or five dangerous pass rushers going after the quarterback all at once, or you could rotate them so the guys never got tired. They could be fresh as daisies at 
before the final two minutes of the half, you know, something we saw the Giants struggle with last year. When when they had to get off the field, they could not apply the pressure. If we could get Ellerson Smith to step up, Quincy Roche to step up and have as much as possible breakout seasons could be four or five players deep with, if not starting caliber, then near starting caliber edge rushers. That would be huge for this defense. As much as Wink Martindale loves to scheme up blitzes, when you have just natural pass rushers, that makes those blitzes so much more effective. And you know Wink Martindale would employ packages with Aziz, Kayvon, Ellerson, Roche, and then Leonard Williams or Dexter Lawrence. And it's just like, holy crap, there's a lot of speed, a lot of power, and just a lot to account for. And you're right. I can keep guys in coverage and just send forward and get home. If you can do that as a defensive coordinator, you're going to be happy. But, Chris, I got one more thing for you, my friend, before we get out of here. Saquon freaking Barkley. Now, he obviously broke out in his rookie season, 2018. 2019, suffered that high ankle sprain, came back, was a little down, I would say. And then at the end of the year, he truly broke out towards ACL in 2020. Last year, it was a disaster coming back from the ACL. Do we get another breakout of Saquon Barkley in his last year under contract with the New York Giants? Does he play to the performance that we saw in 2018? Yeah, it's a, I think this was, would be classified as more of a comeback season if he is able to do that. Yeah. I think it's fair to have questions about Barkley, not about a straight line speed that I don't think anybody can question, but what always stood out to me about Barkley's rookie season and his, and his play at Penn state was how he was able to drop his hips, lower his pad level and maintain his agility and explosiveness. That was, I think what I really missed seeing from him last year once he got into the open field, once he was able to get a step, he was still plenty fast. He could still outrun a defense, but he didn't have the ability to play with his butt six inches off the ground, always be the low man and explode in any direction. And that was what really made him special as a rookie. And what made his style, his moment-to-moment out-athleting style work, and if he's able to regain that ability, if all of the injuries haven't just accumulated and he, he hasn't been robbed of the ability to do that, I think we could see a comeback season from him. And we talked about this on the offensive side, our offensive camp battle show. I do think we will see quite a bit of healthy Barkley. If only the Giants want to rebuild his value for the comp pick on the open market. I'm I'm not entirely sure that he is a giant after this year, unless uh, John Mara puts his thumb on the scales. But I do think we will see quite a bit of him, especially if he is healthy and has that agility and explosiveness. Yeah, let's hope that we get a healthy Saquon Barkley because I do believe he can have a really great comeback year as we look to the 2022 season. Chris, do you have any more potential breakout players here? You know, as I said before, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm rooting for Jaron Williams. I I would love to see him do well. 
if only as an undrafted guy who got his chance and made the absolute most of it, if he's able to be a routine contributor, I would consider that coming off the practice squad last year, the just disaster that was 2021. I think that would be a breakout for him. And also, you know, I, I would kind of like to see Davis Webb get a chance and maybe have a breakout type performance, even if it's only in preseason. I've just, again, this is something I'm I'm upfront about. I've been a fan of his going back to the 2017 draft, going back to that Reese's senior bowl when it was raining, he got there and he just, found any receivers he could to work with before and after practices like just that kind of guy i can't help but root for death taxes and chris flum loving himself some davis webb those are some certainties in life and one more name i just wanted to toss out there is daniel bellinger yes he was put on the pup last week but I still think he has a possibility to have a little breakout because the tight end room isn't necessarily too deep. You have any thoughts on that before we get out? You know, I think he's got a great chance to be the number one tight end. If the, depending on how much of the chiefs offenses in this kind of uh, Kafka Dayball offense, whatever we want to call it, considering how the chiefs use Kelsey, that could be a great opportunity for Bellinger. We know he's got run after catch upside. He could be an under the radar player to really keep your eye on. We're looking forward to it. And we will be right here to cover the New York giants. Please head on over to bigblueview.com If you want all of our written content, subscribe and comment like the podcast and also head on over to our YouTube big blue view, check out all the videos. We will be covering the giants really extensively throughout the season. Thank you so much, everybody. And have a lovely day. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. No. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using method hair care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.